Hey, this is Mason. Before we get started, I wanted to say that this year we're going to be at Stan Lee's LA Comic Con out here in Los Angeles at the LA Convention Center. Come down, check it out, October 27th to 29th. Check out the panel we're having this year, Voices of Anime 2017. We're going to be in room 301A at 3 o'clock on Saturday the 28th. I really hope everybody can come. You'll be able to see me as well as famous voice actors. It should be a lot of fun. There's going to be tons of events and panels and games and cosplayers, so come on out and check out the whole thing. This is Mason. Welcome back to another edition of Anime Attic, where we go into your attic and blow the dust off of old and sometimes forgotten anime. That is probably the case with this particular episode. We're talking about something that came out in the early 90s, 1994, released in Japan and then subsequently released around the world. It's based on a stunning video game franchise, which is one of my personal favorite video game franchises of all time. But we'll get to that in a minute because with me is... Hey, this is Durante Avaloy, the creator of Yasuke. The Birth of a Samurai comic book and animated series. Durante, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's awesome to have you. Hey, no problem. We're talking to you via satellite. Uh, <laughs> you're actually based in Atlanta, so I'm super pumped about this. You are, of course, the owner of Avaloy Studios, which is a rad animation studio down in Atlanta, which is, I guess, is becoming a real animation hub, if I'm not mistaken. A bunch of animation studios are down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animation and VR is really taking off down here. What are they doing with VR? Oh, you know, virtual reality. Yeah. Just really trying to blend a lot of 2D animation into virtual reality now. Wow. And it's looking really good. Oh, man, that's rad. And then so you what? You could run around and be in the anime? Would that be... (laughs) That would be awesome. Yeah, the thing is, it would be like you're a side character, actually. Let's just say, for instance, they were doing a 2D animated VR version of Street Fighter, and you could actually try to help out Guile against Ryu or something like that. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I want to do that right now. Okay, well, you kind of gave us a good segue. So what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, not to be confused with Street Fighter 2 V, the animated TV series, which came out shortly after because surprisingly, this movie did sort of well. I think it kind of coasted on the fact that the game is an international bestseller. Of course, there's Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Alpha, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. The list literally goes on and on. But I love this game. I grew up playing this game. Did you play this game? Of course. We'll talk about this anime and this film. It's a self-contained film of about 90 minutes, but you played the game, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely grew up. It was Street Fighter Mortal Kombat all the way. Yeah, for sure. So it was my favorite character was Ryu. He had the best moves. People would pick Blanca, but Blanca, you could cheat with him. You could just get in the corner, do your little electricity move, and just wait for somebody to hit you. But that's that's why they chose him, right? It was cheating. It is, but of course, they didn't care. But that's the mark of your prowess. If you can get out of the corner with Blanca electrocuting you in the corner. It was the test of manhood when I was in high school. It was good times. So this was actually produced by Group TAC, 
and in association, of course, with Capcom, which is the company that made the game, and by therefore, of course, by Sony Music Entertainment, which is the company that owns Capcom, essentially, if no one knows. And they advertise that a lot. Oh, yeah, Capcom, for sure. There's a truck that drives by. Trucks, and the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how you want to do it. But it was written by Kenichi Amal, and it was directed by Gisaburo Sujil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But I did find it very interesting that the music was by Tetsuya Komuro, who famously did the original Vampire Hunter D score for the original Vampire Hunter D right. OVA in 1985, which I suspect you're a fan of. Oh, of course, yeah. The two are intricately related. So yeah, man, tell me about why did you pick this film? I have seen this movie. I haven't seen it in 10 or 15 years. I remember when I first watched it, I was kind of on the fence about it. I love Street Fighter so much. Ryu is, in fact, my favorite character. I think he's amazing. He's got the best moves, like you said, hands down. But I did not feel that this movie lived up to the hype. Why do you dig it so much? Why'd you pick it? Okay, here we go. Here's the reason why. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go back to actually, I think, 1995. Okay. Because the movie came out in 1994. Right. I remember specifically seeing it on VHS <laughs> in 1995. Nice. And I wanted it because I had to get the bitter taste of the Street Fighter movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme released in 1994 out of my mouth. And that's very fair. I can't fault you for it. It was a disappointment all around. Although famously, Raul Julia, internationally acclaimed, award-winning, Oscar-winning actor, Raul Julia, who played M. Bison in that film, that's what he went out on. That was his last film before he that's died. Sad. That's terrible. That's so sad. I man. know. I was just, oh my God, dude. <laughs> what a way to go out. So sad. You did Oscar award-winning film, Lorenzo's Oil, but you go out on Street Fighter 2. <laughs> Street Fighter. Oh, man. That was the worst part of the movie. Oh, man. Come on. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I remember watching the film. Well, my grandmother bought it for me. It was funny, too. I wanted to get two anime VHSs. This is when I was really starting to get into... I didn't quite know what anime really was. Sure. I just knew it just didn't look like the regular cartoons I would normally see. Right. So I was told by the cover. And I remember seeing the Street Fighter 2 cover. I'm like, yo, this actually looks like the video game. I want this. Also wanted... It was an anime called Devil Man. Yeah, Devil Man. That's a really good one. We should definitely do a show about that. But she said to me, hell, no put this shit back yeah of course i'm not getting this for you yeah who's gonna get so i was like all right cool (laughs) exactly (laughs) so i still remember her face looking at yo what are you into well if i remember the cover correctly there's a topless woman getting clawed or something it was was crazy so i got the street fighter too i went home i watched it and you know i was like yo to me it was like the best thing because it seemed like it redeemed the street fighter series to me i was like yo this is it this is cool when they came out with the other ones and i'm like yo is this even connected i don't understand what's going on oh you mean the animated series yeah yeah the tv series came out later and it was loosely based. I want to say loosely. This one was much more faithful so you're correct in that but I did enjoy the film. I enjoyed it both for its effort and also its nostalgia's sake and I gotta say that for being based on a video game with virtually no plot... They did a good job with the the script. They kind of came up with this idea that M. Bison, although I watched the subtitled version, so they actually went by the original Japanese names in it. So M. Bison was Vega and 
what we know as Vega was Balrog and what we know as Balrog was M. Bison, of course, because he's based on Mike Tyson. Right. So it was cool, but they kind of come up with this concept that M. Bison runs a shadowy, weird syndicate of vice crime and drugs and prostitution and whatever. And for some reason... He basically runs Cobra. Right, exactly. For our G.I. Joe fans. (laughs) Right. He's basically Cobra (laughs) Commander, (laughs) which I guess would make uh, Balrog Destro since he's behind the mask. Right. For some reason, he's sending out robots, or I'm sorry, cyborgs, to try and find great street fighters that he can then kidnap and brainwash to become special assassins. That's the whole premise of the film, which is okay, I get that, but there's better ways to handle it. But I admired it for the fact that it provided an excellent vehicle to show everyone fighting. We gotta go, we wanna see the fan favorites, we wanna see Blanca versus Zangief, we want to see Ken versus Ryu. We want to see Chun-Li versus Vega or Balrog. I admired that right. they somehow worked that aspect in. So there's not a lot of dialogue, not a lot of plot, but a lot of really beautifully... No. An- right, right. But a lot of really beautifully animated fight choreography. So I dug it for what it was worth. Although I did notice, and perhaps you noticed as well, that they were not entirely faithful. It's not Street Fighter 2. Technically, a handful of characters from Street Fighter 2 Alpha are also in there. They have T-Hawk and DJ. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Cammy. Yeah, Cammy, who actually I liked Cammy. Cammy's introduction where she assassinates the Justice Prime Minister using her patented drill kick. Right. That's classic. I thought that was the best scene in the whole film, actually. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it was great, man. I mean, like I said, again, Mm-hmm. Coming off of Street Fighter the movie, I needed something, and this was it. I respect that. You know, oh. I mean, like I said, it was cool. Looking back at it now, because I have not seen this movie for at least about maybe 10, 15 years. Right. It, it has aged. Yeah. It still visually looks great because that type of anime style, that's the old school pen paper type animation thing. Yeah, handmade. Yeah, it's not, for sure. You no. Know, it's definitely dope in that prospect. Did you think that kind of inspired you to go into animation? Would I say that Street Fighter 2 inspired me to go into animation? Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not Street Fighter 2. You know, you know what? That's fair. No judgments here. I would give you a movie that inspired me to do animation. Sure. It's going to sound crazy. And technically, it's kind of might be considered an anime, kind of. Transformers the movie. Oh, yeah. Definitely an anime directed by the famous Nelson Shin, one of the greatest. That inspired me. Yeah, I can't blame you. That film is a beautiful piece of work. Aged very well. Very well. Aged very well. Listen, I'm going to be real with you. I cried when Optimus Prime died. That was legit. My my aunt took me to see it. Very kind woman. Didn't care about Transformers at all. Had no idea what was going on. But I'm watching this robot die on the screen and I'm crying. And there's a bunch of other kids crying in the audience too. And my aunt is just, what is this? But it was a wonderful series. And that film was a great piece of work, I thought. Yeah, we literally saw an execution of an Autobot. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, was a death of an Straight icon. To the head. Yeah, death of an exactly. icon. I can't. If you ever want to talk about Transformers yeah. in a future episode, yeah, you're yo, down. Hit me up, man. Yeah, okay, hit me up. I'm down. I'm down. What are your thoughts? That's on... gonna be a, that's gonna be a two hour gonna, show. I was gonna say, what are your thoughts on Starscream? Oh, open up the can of worms. <laughs> oh, he went out beautifully. Yeah, and then he came Megatron, back. Megatron, is that you? He did as a ghost, and then he eventually got his body back too. Right. That was right before the end of the series in America. Right. But they continued it as the headmasters over in Japan. That's right. And if you want, actually now on eBay, if you can actually buy the continuation, although it's in Japanese. <laughs> so Yeah. 
You but don't. you pretty much know what that you get it. You get uh, I mean, I, I want to say I do, but it's hard when they don't really have facial expressions. And you can kind of see the robots running around and stuff. But anyway, what was your favorite part of Street Fighter 2? You know, it would have to be the end fight between Ken, Ryu, and Bison. Wow. I thought that one is a good one. Was it because they teamed up? Yeah, I think that. And then finally seeing that basically alone, they cannot defeat Bison. They would have to work together. Yeah, and you're right. They did a really good job of setting that up. Ryu is my favorite character, and apparently he was the writer and director's favorite character as well, because the whole <laughs> right. film, everyone's just, oh, where's Ryu? It's got a very Dragon Ball Z element to it, where yeah. oh, Ryu is, his potential fighter ability is off the charts. It's over 9,000. Where is this guy? We have to find <laughs> him or whatever. So Vega's looking for him. The Shadowloo Syndicate is looking for him. The government's looking yeah, for him. Yeah, Chun-Li is an Interpol agent who teams up with a U.S. U.S. Air Force Guile, who also has a vendetta against Vega for killing his friend Charlie. And Chun-Li, of course, he killed her father. So they team up and they're looking for Ryu. And then there's this weird thing, and I want to get into it a little bit. Ken is looking for Ryu. Is he really? Yeah, he really wants to find Ryu because he wants to fight him again. He wants to know which one of them is better. And that's cool, and I get that, but it kind of bleeds over in this weird way. He's got this super hot girlfriend, Eliza, yeah. who clearly is into Ken. She wants to marry him. She's waiting for his proposal, but he's dreaming about Ryu <laughs> and the time they spent together. And I kind of know where you're going. Yeah, I know where you're going. And it culminates yeah. in this scene, yeah. and you know what I'm talking about. They're in the car, and he's totally distracted, but he's like, Eliza, will you marry me? And she's just like, what are you talking about? Of course I'm interested in marrying you, but not like this. And she just says, something's not right. And then it cuts to him dreaming about Ryu to the point that- They almost died. Yeah, he's oblivious to the fact that a semi is coming at them. The same semi that M. Bison is driving at the end of the movie. There you go. That's how you save assets, right? <laughs> That's an that's an animation <laughs> trick where you use the same thing twice. But yeah. Exactly. Or was it foreshadowing? I don't know. Could have been. But yeah, so I thought, that's crazy, man. You have this bromance going on to such a degree that you're ignoring your beautiful girlfriend who is right in front of you. Yeah, at first, I thought it was like a brotherly thing. And then I was like, wait a minute. Well, I have really not seen this movie in a minute. Why is the red headband yeah. the Ryu Ta wears? Talk about I that. I was like, yo, that came from shirt yeah. oh tell our listeners how that happened yeah, they were sparring on top of a temple or something like that. Ken got the moves on Ryu. He fell down some stairs and he had like a little head gash. He wasn't crying out in pain. He was just bleeding. So Ken flew down the stairs. <laughs> I'm talking he straight instant transmission yeah. to the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> yes. Went down there. Hey, are you okay? Ripped off some of his shirt and put it around his head, tightened it up. So are you okay? Like, yeah. Now let's get back to it. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh let's okay. fight some more. Oh. But what's really funny is Ryu has never taken it off ever since. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of Brokeback Mountain type That's what I'm type saying. Vibes from that. The bromance is so intense. So in this anime, there's a bunch of relationships. There's Ken and Eliza. There's Ken and Ryu. Mm. Then there's also 
Guile and Chun-Li, which I actually thought was a good pairing. Yeah. Initially, I was kind of like, oh, I don't see why they're together. But at the end, they kind of show that they kind of hang out together a little bit. And then there's this weird E-Honda Ryu thing going on. But he's just, we're Japanese fighters. We have to hang out together. Let's just stick together. Right. Let's just be a perfect stereotype. Come yeah. On, let's roll. Exactly. <laughs> it, and that was something else I wanted to bring up real quick. Please. The fight between Chun-Li and Vega. I saw the fight. You know, he got a couple of cuts on her. Oh, a you lot, know, it's yeah. true. A couple of cuts, and she won. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, why is she damn near death all of a sudden? I right. don't understand. Right. That came out of nowhere. What is happening? I'll tell you what's happening. She's, like, she's bleeding out. That's what's happening. It seemed like it was that deep, though. Some superficial cuts. Wow. All of a sudden, she's in ICU. Yep. And one of her eyes is covered. Yo, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, somebody told me, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know. This is coming from the dark side of the web. I didn't want to even look it up and see. I'm intrigued. Somebody said that there is an extended edition, a Japanese edition where Bellrock, Vega, whatever you want to call him, got the mask. He actually raped her. I find that impossible to believe because she's saved by guile and she still has all her clothes on i wouldn't put it past i'm sure there's some fan edit somewhere where somebody made that happen but her clothes are pretty intact because i'm just like where's all this damage coming from she got a couple of cuts they're bad but they're not but she got cut pretty deep i mean i'm not gonna lie i mean i see you deep i'm talking about you're hooked up to the machines you can't talk and speak right right it's a wrap yeah, it was pretty bad. I was, oh, damn, okay. Yeah, she looked like a mummy, and she was definitely on the respirator. It was breathing for her and stuff. It was intense, and you're right. <laughs> it doesn't make right. a lot of sense, but I don't know. If, if you're going to buy the conceit that there are cyborg recruiters going around in the world to scan street fighters, then I'll buy that. And something else about these cyborgs. Mm-hmm. They are made pretty shitty, sir. There are some shitty cyborgs. Yeah, you're right. I'm talking about Chun-Li one kick to the head and, and that head just it flew fell off. off. I'm like, yeah. wow. And it's really funny because... Oh, I guess maybe 10 minutes earlier, the scientist who creates them is coming out and he's, these are the top of the line, so good models. So imagine the ones before that. Oh. Jesus Christ. They must have been erector sets with cameras. Yeah, I don't know. But you're right. They don't do anything. I think I was hoping that they would actually do something, but they just kind of fall apart at the drop of a kick. You know what would have been a cool premise would have been if each of those cyborgs, quote unquote, analyzed the fighters and then those abilities went towards embodiment bison at the end so he's the ultimate street fighter right and so he's using your own stuff against you exactly but nope no (laughs) you're too good for capcom durante (laughs) i guess so save it for yourself (laughs) i know right yeah we know what we're doing over here there you go he has a psychoanalysis power where he kind of shadows and does some crazy stuff yeah i wasn't i'm not sure how i felt about that so the evil boss villain is of course m bison also known as Vega in this one. And his big claim to fame is that he has, quote, psycho power, quote, which is what he uses to brainwash the agents, but he also can teleport and he can absorb energy and whatever. I mean, I'll give it to him. He is unstoppable. He's the best fighter. And yet at the end, you're correct. Ryu and Ken do team up against him. He's just, all right, I'll let you hit me. And I'm going to come in and kind of go at you guys mano a mano, which I thought was crazy. Now, 
I'm aware that this is a direct lift from Street Fighter 2 Alpha, where you could literally do that. You could both tag team against Bison, and that was a really cool concept. And so I think that's what they were trying to tag into. But if you can fly and you can teleport and you can just kind of kill everyone from a range, why would you ever go hand to hand? What is your point about, I'm going to let you come and attack me hand to hand? He had one of those, I like to call them, Sabentor moments. <laughs> you remember Sabentor was just so arrogant. He's like, what you do against me? And he got his ass whooped. Okay. For our listeners, that's another G.I. Joe reference. After Cobra I'm Com- sorry, guys. I'm all over the place. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, with you. Guys. I'm able to follow it. I'm able to follow it. After Cobra Commander fell from power, he was replaced by Serpentor, who was created from all the DNA of these famous villains. Hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Oh, Real quick. Oh. I'm sorry. Quick correction. Uh-oh. Go for it. Fell from power or was he not fired? Well, that's what I mean. They ganged up against him and said, you're a joke. It's your fault. Right. Get the fuck on. We're going to build somebody. Right, right. But essentially, he lost all his power. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, he did. It was funny. It was funny. funny. Oh, my God. To briefly sidetrack, that led into the whole Cobra Law storyline, which was really cool. And of course, Cobra Commander became a mutant snake and all this stuff. It was good times. Yo, Jesus. Yay. Lost City of Cobra Law and all this stuff. Inside note, wasn't that, what's the guy's name? He played Mickey and Rocky, Burgess. Was it Meredith? Oh, Burgess Meredith? Is oh, that his name? Yeah. He was Serpentor? No, no. He was the guy who was over Corbola. Oh, I don't know. The guy who had like the little snake body and was it Gobulus or something like oh, that? Oh, man. I don't know. It's, but very it's possible. Too, too far gone. Too far gone. Yeah, sorry. But very possible. I could see Burgess yeah. Meredith at that point in his life being like, I'll take a check. I'll do some G.I. Joe voice acting. That was his last movie. Oh, no. Cool, the Orson Welles Unicron <laughs> move. That's <laughs> right. That was his last movie. I forgot Orson Welles went out on Unicron from Transformers the movie. So there's a pattern here that we're seeing where Raul Julia goes out on Street Fighter, Orson Welles goes out on Transformers, and Burgess Meredith goes out on G.I. Joe. This is the way of things. I understand. But anyway, what did you think about Gandhi being assassinated? <laughs> In Street Fighter 2, the movie. Yo, you peeped that too, right? You saw that too, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. I thought I was the only one. I was like, what is that? Yeah, what like, is know, going I, on? I was like, yo, Why they really show taking this? some liberties here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yo, I was bugging out. I was like, wait a minute, did I just see what I saw? Yeah. So what I did was I watched the movie off YouTube because nobody's streaming it. Yeah, I should tell everyone that at this point, this movie has pretty much gone out of print. You could maybe find it on Amazon. It's very hard. You Typically, you can find it on YouTube or any of the other typical download sites. One link. It wasn't part one through 17. It was just one straight movie. Fine. This thing literally said in the beginning... It is illegal to record from a VHS tape. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. YouTube is the archive of our generation. Everything eventually ends up on YouTube, and it's considered almost a library at this point. I was watching Weatherman footage from Hurricane Hugo back in 1994 the other day. So anything you want is available on YouTube. I can buy that. Oh, yeah. So it was a good watch. Good 90 minutes. Was it subbed or dubbed? I'm just curious. It was dubbed. Oh, how was it? Ah, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, <laughs> you can be honest. It's all right. Listen, yeah, it, man, it, it was shitty. It yeah, was I'm shitty. sure. Early dubs are the worst, and that's why I'm a firm subtitle guy. I don't do the dubs if I can at all avoid it. It's really tough. But in the dub, I'm very curious. I didn't watch it. Did they stick with M. Bison was M. Bison and Balrog was was Vega? Yeah, they did that. And then it was funny too. They had Fei Long. I was like, damn, his voice sounds really familiar. Who the hell is that? 
And then I look at the credits. I'm like, it's some regular guy. So I'm like, you know what? No, it's bugging me. So I looked up the movie off of Wikipedia. I was like, oh, shit. Walter White, Brian Cranston what? with the voice of Fay Long. You're yeah. kidding. No way. No way. Yes. I'm yes, what? shocked. Yes. You got to remember, man, this is around 93, 94. He was getting this and he was getting that Power Rangers money. Wow. So he had to do something. Wow. All right. I will send you the links send later. Send me the it, link. It, it I'm out. very curious, but that's amazing because in the subs, in the Japanese file, it's some dude who's doing a pretty awesome Bruce Lee impersonation. So, right. and of course I feel that that matches the character. So I was impressed with that, but that's pretty amazing if it was Brian Cranston. We're going to take oh, yeah. a break real quick. We're going to go to a commercial real quick and we'll be right back in just a second. Hang on. Cool. And we're back. How's it going? I'm back. I'm All here right. with Durante. We're talking hey. about Street Fighter hey, 2, the animated movie. Hey, remember, you got to keep saying that, too. You have to keep saying Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. That's right. Because they didn't want you to get confused about anything else. Well, if you just said Street Fighter 2, you'd think the video game, right? You can't just say Street Fighter 2 because people would be like, oh, the video game? No, the animated movie. So would you recommend this to people to watch? What? what? You asking me this now or back when I was a kid? Now. Uh, now. I want to know now. I mean, okay, obviously, now. as a child, you adored it, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, probably. You know what? If you just go to that little part with Faye Long just to hear Brian Cranston <laughs> do the voice, yes, that's it. Other than that, not really. Oh, okay, hold on. Okay, yeah, I got to break right. it down again. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. I'm waiting. From an animation standpoint, there are a couple of fight sequences in this movie that are beautiful. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, so there are two things that are really selling this movie. One is the animation on the fight scenes is actually pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. They take their time with the fight scenes and they make sure that everyone does basically realistic versions of their special moves, which I appreciated that they put the time and effort into that. The only other reason that I knew that people were watching this movie, and I speak almost exclusively of young teenage boys, was there is a, I don't know, I want to say a five-second shower scene with Chun-Li, and that's it. That's Top. sad, man. We were getting off to an animated hey, character. Hey, man, that's what it was. That's what was available. That's all we had. That's I know. all we had. You love the anime. Yes. It's probably the tamest, a shot from the back, and then she's putting a towel on her hair or something. Okay, great. I heard it's like a little bit of a longer shower scene, too, though. It's another version out there where the shower scene is a little bit longer. Is this in the same realm of Balrog rapes Chun-Li? No, 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 no. This one is real. Ah! <laughs> no, no. This is not the dark web. This is actually, you know, they have so many different versions of this. So it's, it's one of the 12 different versions that are out there. There's 12? They had the Japanese version, then they had the American version, then they had the recut of the American version to make it a little bit more cleaner. <laughs> you know how it is. They got to cut some stuff out. No, I know that, but I did not know that there were so many versions. In the version I saw with the dubbing, it had profanity in it. Interesting, because the subtitled version that I saw did not. Man, they were cussing up a storm. Wow. I was like, wow, okay. I wonder wow. why. Maybe to help match lip movement. I don't know. Gal was, I'm sick of this shit. And I'm like, wow, gal, okay. I bet you didn't remember that. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, this podcast is made off of showing the classics. Right. Would I consider Street Fighter 2 to be one of the classics? No, I would not. It's not a cura. Right. But it's part of the past and it helps with this present stuff now. So you have to give some respect to it. So I would say it's worth at least seeing at least one time. And then you can wait another 10, 15 years like us. <laughs> so if you got 90 minutes to kill on a Sunday, go ahead. But otherwise. Yeah, exactly. But wait a minute. It must be a classic to you. You chose it. You chose to talk about this. Well, you know, because the thing is, I wanted to choose something that would be so far out there even you would be like shit i'm about to say akira right or, or gotcha man or something no sir give me street fighter 2 right you succeeded in your plan i did not see it coming you did in fact kind of catch me a little off guard but luckily i had seen it so i was at least familiar with what you were talking about this is what i liked about it the glorification of ryu i thought was really cool they really did everything they could to kind of hype him up and make him the most badass they could it had kind of a berserk vibe to it and i wonder if Berserk took any influence from it because it had that same kind of bromance, badass thing going on. Have you seen Berserk? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, I haven't seen that one. Oh, highly recommend it, Durante. I think you'd enjoy it thoroughly. Okay. Although I recommend the... They made two versions... They made the original, I think it was 1996 TV series, and then they made a second season, which everyone had been dying for, in 2016. And in between, they made three movies that kind of helped bridge the gap. But I really just recommend the okay. original TV series. I think you'd enjoy it immensely. It's awesome. If you liked Ken and Ryu in this film, then you will like Berserk. It's really cool, and it has dark fantasy and all this stuff. It's pretty rad. It's about mercenaries in medieval country with swords that kill everyone. It's good. Anyway, we're going to do an episode about it, I'm sure. <laughs> but I liked how they hyped up him. I did like that they kind of tied everything up neatly. Ken gets kidnapped and brainwashed, so he has to fight Ryu, but he does it because that's what he wants to do. But then the brainwashing is not complete, so Ryu is able to talk him out of it, and then they become friends again, and they team up against Bison. Like, I liked all that. I Overall, I would say it's a decent short film. If you're a fan of the series, it's good, because you get to see all your favorite characters in these little tidbit fights. My only regret, and perhaps you can speak to this as an animator, I would have liked the fight to be a little longer. They were all kind of really, really short. But is there a reasoning behind that? Are they just complicated? Are they expensive? They really are. I mean, Jesus. I'm sure you've seen the, the teaser trailer for uh, Yasuke. Yes, I have. I did. And that was 30 seconds long. That took me and my team a month and a half to do. Wow. That's intense. So like 45 days. And that's a team of, I mean, we got of 10 people. Wow. Yeah. So it's no telling. Back in the day, we're talking about traditional animation. Mm-hmm. By hand. Jesus, I mean, come on. We're talking about this whole project that I took them maybe. Let me see. When did Street Fighter come out? The actual video game. Let's say, what, 91, 92? Yep. It might have took them anywhere between maybe three to four years to do this entire thing. And probably Capcom was, Yo, look, we need to capitalize on this. We need to hurry up. Right. Hurry up. Hurry up. Yep. Because yep. the thing is, is that the animated movie was actually supposed to come out before the Street Fighter live action movie. Yes. And in, in fact, at the end, if you watch it all the way to the end past the credits, there's a little promo thing that says, watch for the Street Fighter 2 live action film starring Jean-Claude Van Damme coming soon to you. But you're correct. The live action actually 
actually beat the animation version. It came out first. Yeah, it looks like looks like they shot that thing over the weekend. But, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that was my other question. Would you prefer the animated version to the live action version? Uh, yeah, come on. You know, I mean, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme was just hamming that shit up. Like, who wants to go home and who wants to come with me? I'm like, oh, come on. Listen. I'm going home. How about that? Especially in the 90s. How many video games were successfully turned into films that were Mortal good? Mortal Kombat. Ooh, I, mm, I'm, I don't know if I can agree with you. <laughs> like, the first one? This the is, first Mortal this Kombat? Is, this is a stretch. The film? Yes. It was terrible. The first one. It was terrible. No, you're thinking... You're thinking about Annihilation. I'm talking about the first one. The first Mortal Kombat movie. Perhaps. I don't know. It's been a while. I'm full of skepticism. I'm telling you, the first one was good. All right, man. It was good. If, if that's your story, I'll look at it. I'll go back and I'll look at it for you. But I'm full of skepticism. It's only three video games that have been successfully adapted to a movie, which is the first Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil 1 and 2. I guess you can count those. And then, ugh, oh. Uh, you just blew your third yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it, man. You should have said Resident it. Evil yeah. 1 and Resident Evil 2. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was about to say this. What's that cat's name? He's terrible. He doesn't care about his career at all. Uh, Ubo? Oh, Uwe Boll. You know oh, yeah. Oh. That, that guy, yeah, he doesn't give a damn. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. Oh, I think my favorite thing by him was my friend had the DVD for Isle of the Dead, which is itself based off of a video game. And we were listening to the director's commentary to kind of be like, what is going on here? And about 20 minutes in, Uwe Boll is just, well, I'm done here. I'm going to go get a cappuccino. And he just gets up and leaves. And that was it. That was the commentary. Oh, dude. I would tell anybody, if you want to hear some pure comedy, yeah. Get all of the commentaries to his movies. The actors are like, yo, he just doesn't care. It's like the camera was moving. It's cool. We'll use it. Next scene. What are you doing? You say that and I agree with you. And yet he's given the keys to multi-million dollar films. What? <laughs> So he clearly is, yeah, yeah, of course. is surviving somehow. It was a documentary about him where he was supposed to be trying to retire. And the thing is, I forgot what country he's from. Germany, I believe. The country basically finances his movies. Sure. Why not? So he's a king over there. That's great. Good for him. If you can find a niche, man, exploit it. Hey, man. So, okay. Overall, what are your thoughts on Street Fighter 2 the movie? You liked it. You hated it. You apparently would recommend it as must-see for history buffs. Eh, man. Yeah, you can watch it. You can watch it. Just watch it one time. It's good. It's okay. I shouldn't say it's good. It's okay. I've seen worse. That's true. I'm forced to agree with everything you said. I would say watch it once if you're curious. If you're a fan of the video games, it's nice. It is violent. There's a very, very brief amount of nudity. There's a little bit of blood. There's some mind control. That's pretty much it. If you're a fan of the... And depending on which version you're watching, there's some profanity. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Of course, right, depending on, on which version. And maybe some Hollywood A-list actors. You never know. Exactly. So I guess we'll call that one done. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't too much there. Nah, not really. No, really not. Durante, what do you have going on? You've got a lot going on. What's going on with you? Yeah, man, I'm actually working on my own kind of anime and also my own comic book called Yasuke, actually based on the real life African samurai by the same name, Yasuke. 
I've been working on that now for about a year. This is a real person? This happened? Yeah, he was a real person back in, what was that, 1587? Because of the records back then, which weren't really very well kept, we took certain liberties, but, you know, they're respectful to the subject matter. And we kind of came up with our own comic book and also script for the animated series on Yasuke. But yeah, he was a real guy, former African slave, went to Japan, was discovered by Oda Nababunga, and he was so just enamored by Yasuke because they had never seen an African before, a person of color before. So from really just getting to know him and everything else, he just basically just open arm accepted him and made him a part of his clan. So he wasn't actually trained as a samurai, or was he? He was going through some training. Wow. And I'm trying not to spoil too much of it from people when they see the series. The training was abruptly interrupted by war. (laughs) In Japan's feudal period? No way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They were having a fight. Yes. So he must have been trained because I assume he went to go fight. That's rad. Yeah. He was actually one of his bodyguards. Wow. uh, That's a rad story. That's great. What inspired you to adapt this? Why did you choose this? I had always known about the story for some time now. But what happened was last year when Civil War came out. Sure. Captain America Civil War. Mm -hmm. And everybody was Black Panther, Black Panther. And it was so cool seeing a reflection of myself up on the screen. And it's sad that it had to be that long. And I mean, for an image that's actually really represented where the character is not a joke. Mm-hmm. It's taken seriously. Like he was a total badass. And I would like that for myself with my own IP, my own intellectual property. So it was another friend of mine. His name is Trey Squire. We were just wrapping up, working on another animated project. And I said, hey, man, I got this idea about Yasuke. And Next thing you know, it's a year later, we knocked out the comic book and we knocked out the animated series and we're trying to get things going with that right now. That's awesome, man. I'm hoping it works out. Everybody should go and contribute. Where can they see any of this stuff and contribute to it? All right. Well, you all can go to hatchfun.org, H-A-T-C-H, fun.org slash project slash Yasuke. And that's Y-A-S-U-K-E, right? Yes. The thing about Hatch Fun is different than Kickstarter is Hatch Fund immediately takes the money out of your account. So it's not like you got to wait 30 days until the campaign is over with. And then maybe you might remember that, hey, you did contribute to this fundraiser. Another thing, too, is everything that you contribute is a tax write-off. So as soon as you make a contribution, you automatically get emailed a tax receipt. So let's just say you go on there right now and we have like a list of perks and stuff like that, prizes, everything else. You want to get the comic book and some other stuff. You'll pay for that. You'll automatically get an email receipt for how much money you spent on the perk. And then after that, in a few months, once the campaign is done with, you'll also actually get the stuff that you paid for. Okay, cool. Is it like Kickstarter with the different goals and you get different prizes? Yeah, yes, it's exactly like that. For instance, $25, you get a physical comic book. You also get a digital copy. You also cool. get three digital prints. Awesome. Stuff like that. Yeah. Because making comic books is expensive. Yeah. And I certainly am aware of that. Oh, which reminds me, we are presented by Meltdown Comics, 7522 Sunset Boulevard. Come on down, check us out. We have just about any comic you can possibly shake a stick at, as well as a good manga and anime section, as well as a comedy club in the back if you're down with stand-up comedy or comedy skits clubs or anything. So come on down and check oh, us wow. out. That, hold on, that place sounds awesome. You got a comedy club in the back? Yeah, Meltdown Comics. Check it out, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, man, come on Dude, out. Dude, man, you know what's funny, too? I 
spent the entire summer, I had a couple of different studios wanting to meet with me about the Yasuke animated series. Oh, right. So I kept going out to LA mm-hmm. every other two weeks. Damn, I wish I knew about that. That oh. place sounds really dope. Oh, man. yeah, man. It's the nerd mecca on the West Coast. You should totally come out, oh, check wow. it out. Yeah, hit me up. I'll get you in any show you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Next time. time, yeah, yeah. For sure. But also, I do have a quick question before we sign off here. Your comment about the Black Panther, who, of course, now is getting his own film and uh, and your and your Yasuke inspiration and everything has reminded me. What did you think of the fact that Balrog, a.k.a. M. Bison, the character that's basically based on Mike Tyson, got almost no screen time and did not even get to fight at all, pretty much? You know, honestly, I was kind of fine with that because... <laughs> <laughs> kind of really look. I don't know. You watch Dragon Ball Z, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, man. He look like Mr. Popo. I'm all right with that, man. I'm good. <laughs> You're I'm like, like, get him off the screen. It's all right. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to see that shit. Get him out. Get him out of here. He did throw a couple of punches as a bodyguard type thing, but yeah, I was very surprised that he didn't get much more playtime. I think he fought E Honda a little bit at the end. A little bit. A little a, bit. A tiny bit, and not to any great theatrical fanfare. Nobody can ever get his look down right without looking idiotic either from the animated movie to the live action movie he always looks terrible it's like wow <laughs> does anybody kind of put nobody, effort into it yeah nobody cares about him nobody wants to play him you want to know what's funny he's based off of mike tyson right yeah 1994 guess what just go fucking get mike tyson you, do you think he would have done it hell yeah man a movie Psh- yeah, I mean, yeah, he, 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 you know, yeah, he, he probably do it. Maybe they went and they asked, and he was, "I want tons of cash." And no, we can't do it. We can't give you that. During that time period, whatever, Mike Tyson was going through some little financial situation. So I'm sure if Capcom would have said, hey, you want to be in this animated movie or live action movie or both, he would have probably jumped at it. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I just threw a couch through a window. I need all the money I can get. Exactly. <laughs> go around biting people's ears off. Oh. Hey, man. He that was, was a little bit before that. A little bit before that. He was, he was having a rough time. I understand. Well, Durante, thanks so much for coming on, man. I've enjoyed talking about Street Fighter 2, the animated movie with you. And, of course, everyone should check out Durante's Hatch Fund project. And Yasuke sounds like a rad project. I'll be on the lookout for it as well. And you can catch, I think, a trailer's up, right? Yes, the teaser trailer's up. Yep. That's awesome, man. Watch that. Yeah, well, man. Thanks so much for coming on, man. I've really enjoyed it. Anytime. I want to come back, you man. Come Transformers. Back? Transformers. We already set yeah. it up. All right, man. Transformers gonna... the movie. We, we got to go. I'm going to hit you back for Transformers. All right, cool, man. All right. Bye, everybody. Take it easy, y'all.